if you want to introduce him, Matt, you're more than welcome. Well, we're not with Pheasant Talk. This is Pheasant Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Dang it, I lean forward again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pheasant Talk. That's awful. That's really it's really bad. It's terrible. Shall we start? You want me to open it up? Or anyway, yeah. I can if you want. You open it. Let's okay. try to you open it and then I'll take over. Let's try to have like the tempo a little bit faster. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. But you wait. <laughs> wait, goddamn terror, Matt. <laughs> you fucking wait. Okay, are you, are you recording? Yeah. Pheasant Todd. Okay. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, well, welcome everybody to... Uh, Pheasant Talk. Um, this week's episode will be about the Avatar The Last Airbender. This week's or the first episode ever. This is the first episode ever, so I, I guess we'll introduce everybody. Um, to my left, I have Matt. To my right, I have Johans. And yes. um, I'm Raul. Um, good to meet you guys. So over, we're going to have a series of shows. Um, this Each one will be covering some topic, and we're just going to delve into it. This is for our knowledge for our learning for our edification 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 yeah for our fun so okay so uh episode one or i guess our first topic conversation thing is going to be avatar the last airbender um for those who are not familiar with it it's basically a cartoon or anime depending who you ask uh that aired and uh, on Nickelodeon. So it's American made, so we can say cartoon, right? Yeah. 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 It's not an anime. Why? Because it's, it's American. Not. Huh? I, it's, that's the thing. Like, some people argue that it's not it's where a, it was it's, made, but it's the a style. debated topic. You're right. I, and it has it, anime influences, but I still maintain that it's more. The anim- of a, they had, like, a Korean animation studio. So does that make a difference? Well, so, so did the, so Simpsons. the Simpsons. Does that make it an anime? Huh? That's crazy. We both knew that. Like, I don't know. I would high five you. Alrighty, uh, original release date February twenty fifth, two thousand and five. Aired through July nineteenth, two thousand and eight. So, I who was born in nineteen ninety was fifteen when it started, and as when it ended, I was an adult, legally. So yeah, just to preface this, Matt and Johans watched the shit out of this show, and I saw it first run on television. I saw it first run on television. I'm a proto hipster. So my story to the introduction of the show. Was um, my mom is really into shitty, cheesy sci- sci-fi shows. Like, she happened to stumble upon this show. Matt's just giving me the middle finger for absolutely no reason. No, sorry. Matt. You can't yeah. prove that. Right. That was sorry, my story. Roll. Go ahead. So, your mom. So, she likes bad shows, right? Yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's really into story, not as much it looking like anything, <laughs> which is cool. Like, I mean, that's fun. Um, I think she was babysitting my nephew, and uh, she, I was watching the show, and it, it seemed kind of cool. So I don't know, I, I don't have as much emotionally invested in this show as you guys, but go ahead, and I don't know. No, continue. Oh, okay, so from what I've kind of gathered in, in my... Wait, let me, let me give a, like a background on the show. Okay, it's so like okay. a synopsis. Right, right, go so ahead. Avatar Last Airbender, it's about this uh, 
Um, it's basically set in this world where it's um, the landscape's divided into four nations, each uh, representing an element, air, fire, earth, water. And uh, all four nations lived in balance until the fire nation decided to attack the other three. What? There's also a spirit world. We're going to get to that way later. Wow, I, I didn't even care about that spirit wow. world. Anyways, so uh, they're both divided into, they're all divided into four nations. And then at one point, the fire nation decides to like uh, declare war on the rest of the nations. But right, I think one, one piece that's missing is that the avatar is this guy that's master of I'm four elements. I'm getting to that afterwards. Well, he's like the Jesus Christ of this thing. Kind right? of. Okay. So uh, they're divided into four nations. The, the fire nation decides to wage war on all the other nations. Now, something that's particular to the show is that each nation has a set of benders or people who are born with the, like the innate ability to be able to control the element. So if you're from the water nation and you're a waterbender, you can basically like control water. At okay, well. so anyone born in that nation has the ability to control water? No, 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 no. Few, like select people in the nation. It's like, okay. it's like genetic or something. I don't know, but not everybody can do it. Okay, um, so making the avatar even rarer because not only he can he control all of them, but right. So the yeah. avatar is one being who is born, you know, per generation reincarnated once the avatar dies, who can not only control each element or all four elements, but is also basically responsible for like the balance of the four nations. And he's basically the bridge between what they call the spirit world and, you know, the physical world. And he's essentially like, if we're only going by like the first, you know, Avatar Last Airbender, he's like a being descended or he's like the bridge to the spirit world, I guess. Um, so, yeah, which, which, okay. So does there always need to be an Avatar ruling at all time or? He doesn't rule. Like he's he, just, he just maintains balance. He's like he an ambassador balance. more than a ruler. Right, right. So he he counsels. He has like um, like immense power, and it depends what avatar you're talking about. Like some avatars okay. will be. Yeah. So continue, because I've had problems with what they consider balance. Okay. But go ahead. No, that's that's essentially it. And um, when the Fire Nation decides to wage war, uh, one of their first moves is to wipe out all the air nomads because the avatar was supposed to um, be reincarnated into an air. Uh, bender because it goes on a cycle okay like so yeah uh -huh. let me understand what's going so there's a whole previous history but the show begins at this point yes so what, what's the agenda of the fire nation because they want to stop this balance why would they want to stop this balance they don't want to they want to they want to keep in check the avatar who's the one who can stop them what what why can't he work i don't know what do they want to push that the avatar would not want They'd be in control. They'd be upsetting the balance. Um, so let me let me give you guys a little bit of a preface here to what I guess Johans is getting at. Mm -hmm. um, there's this dude. His name is Fire Lord Sozin. He is the ruler of the Fire Nation, um, and he's friends with the Avatar, who actually happened to be at the time um, born of the Fire Nation. He was originally a Firebender, and his name was Roku, like the player. Um, so Fire Lord Sozin, his agenda in his agenda involved um, just basically stirring the pot, you know, starting stuff, just, you know, <laughs> So, uh, again, um, just to, like, I'm still confused because why – so you have this guy who's going to come yeah, and I'm, create I'm, this perfect balance, but why does the Fire Nation want not want balance? Right. The Fire – see, here's the thing. I, I need to explain to you that the Fire Nation, what they want – to do is take the power away from the avatar because they are trying to expand their control over the entire world. Okay, so they're like enslaving people? So Sozin, not necessarily enslaving people, that's not their agenda per se, but Sozin, he's a megalomaniac. He seeks 
He seeks control. He so, wants more of it. Okay, if also, they're not controlling people, what are they controlling? They're, they're, they're just taking over land? Exactly. That's that's what the war is. So for. what I found is that to complete like completely wrong. What they what the Fire Nation wants to do is make machines. And for some reason, this whole hippie thing is about it's not make machines. Like one okay, what so are they why does they, the Avatar this, not like machines? There's this interest it's not machines. This is there's this conversation between the Avatar and Sozin, who's like the Fire Lord at the time. And basically the sword the, the, the Fire Lord, he's like under this guise. He's like, Well, you know, the Fire Nation's like for like, you know, it's very prosperous and we want to share this with the rest of the world. And the way to do this is by taking over. And the Avatar objects and they have this whole like debacle. This is pre Avatar Last Ember. Yeah, this okay. is yeah, like pre Avatar. Okay, so the Avatar found something in their method that was not congruent with his beliefs. Mm-hmm. Whatever that was. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, here's the thing, like if you want to talk about like the different nations, if you have the Fire Nation cuz it, it gets to the point where they do like have like basically like camps where they keep benders prisoners. Okay. And non-benders, like they have to pay a tax to the so, Fire Nation. So the Fire Nation keeps like earthbenders and waterbenders in these camps. Mm-hmm. Well, they only the they show um, earthbenders in like a this weird like metal like a uh, boat where they there's no earth for them to bend, and they're just basically like slave laborers. Okay, so they want to dominate this monopoly. Mm-hmm. Like they they want to take. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that was the original intention. <clears throat> so. Um, this was so the first episode um it airs i'm sorry the timeline of the first episode is a hundred years after Sozin's reign yeah yeah so Sozin started the war wiped um, out the air nomads he where, where does the avatar during this well so here's what happened um he starts the war during some time there um roku dies and so the mantle of the avatar passes on to the air nation um, because the avatar has a cycle and it goes from each nation in a certain order. So it's air, uh, water, water earth, earth, and fire. Yes. So after fire, it was supposed to come into, he was supposed to re- reincarnate into an airbender. So that's why the fire nation tried to wipe out all the airbenders. Okay. But what they didn't know is that a little bit before this, they had already chosen the avatar who was Aang and you know, so they found not chosen. Like he's, huh? it, it yeah, they found uh, Avatar. Yeah, it's more of a discovery. Yeah, yeah, they found okay. Aang, uh-huh. who uh, ended up being the Avatar. But Aang, not being able really to deal with the fact that he's the Avatar, like he t- like he freaked out and he took off, and he ended up like crashing into the waves with Appa. So he, he got like, caught in a storm. He got caught in a storm in the ice cube. In the ice cube. Dude, what I found really interesting about that is, and the reason I said chosen and not like picked was because it's a really like Buddhist kind of way of thinking, in that like they lie a bunch of toys in front of you and you pick. They have a similar tradition to pick like the. Uh, Right, wow. right, but that's how they they buy these these hidden unknown things inside you that you're gonna choose something similar to your previous like reincarnation. Like a toy that you used to have when you were little. Yeah. In your life. yeah. And so so that it, it really mirrors this this Eastern. There's a lot of Eastern philosophy in there. A okay. lot, yeah, just different stuff that's really I feel very well mixed in. Um, so what happens with Aang is that when he runs away from basically like the Air Temple. From the air nomads, um, they move around a lot. Um, he gets caught in a storm, and the avatar has this like freaky superpower where he he can tap into every single bit of knowledge from his previous incarnations. The avatar um, state, right? It's known as the avatar state, 
and at first it's a defense mechanism it usually just protects the avatar's life until he can gain mastery over the avatar state and like willingly jump in and out of it right so, so, so the show starts when he's frozen in this ice cube right right the yeah, avatar well, state activates yeah. he um freezes he, he, free, he, he freezes the water around him and appa the um the sky bison yeah right the he's sky half bison. bison half manatee so you you start in this this post-war right post genocide world where benders are being imprisoned and captured and nobody by knows the where the avatar is right so there's like a, a hope needed Right. That, that's yeah. missing. Right. And, and throughout the four seasons of the show? Three. Three, three. seasons? Uh -huh. Three books. So he's found and then lives up to this power and... Well, yeah, um, kind of. Like, little by little, like, you see how different people who have been handed a tradition differently interact with him differently. Like, some people will be like, oh, my God, it's the Avatar. Like, he's like, let me feed you. Other people will be like, dude, where have you been? Like, what's your problem? And other people will be like, this is just a fairy tale. So like, in, in my crushed. limited experience with that, like, I... I felt the opposite of that. I felt the world was really small. Um, like the Fire Nation makes sense that that it's doing what it's doing for whatever it's doing. Um, but why isn't there three different groups of Earth Nation that wanted this, that, and that, and another Water Nation that wanted? I just feel like it was there really is. isolated. There's different Earth King, uh, right? Earth but nobody's cities. a bad guy except that one Fire guy. What are you talking? Yes, there is. There's like the uh, the Earth Nation has like this group of like under like cover cops called the Dai Li. And once they get to like the uh, the main like Omashu, the main city, like the, the main Earth Kingdom city, like they see that everything inside what's supposed to be the last great like safe haven is like totally twisted and warped, and like people aren't allowed to talk about the war. So like these guys that are supposed to be good guys actually like have their people enslaved in a completely different way. So they're still bad guys. So I, I guess good and bad is like extremely relative. Yeah. So, so exactly. they they're they're just trying to preserve their way of life. Mm -hmm. Right. So, kind so of. Do, do you this feel is, like this is a little bit convoluted? Maybe we should kind of scale it back and actually um, go back to the other main characters of the show, other than this avatar, who is a little bit complicated to explain. Um, well, it's his show, right? Right. It's it's about well, sure. It's about him. It's about the world. It it kind of centers around him and his. What is it? Two two friends to start off with from the Water Nation. Um, yeah. Two kids find them. Yeah, Katara, she's fourteen, and her older brother Sokka. Soka. Suka. Soka. Samalama Ding Dong. <laughs> um, yeah. So th they find him in the ice, and they ended up rescuing him. And he's like a hundred years old at this time, preserved in ice, um, with this animal. Um, the but war, he looks the like war, he's 10, right? The war, it's actually, yeah, he's been frozen. I believe it was referred to as the 100, was it referred to as the 100-year war? Or am I mistaken on that one? Yeah. Either way, it's been waging for this whole time. Um, Fire Lord Oza, he actually used this, I'm sorry, Sozin. Sozin used this comet that, <clears throat> excuse me, he boosted, he boosted his firepower with this comet's passing. They actually named it after him due to the fact that he used it to commit genocide on these airbenders. So Sozin ended up passing away because he was old um, by the time he started this war. He passed it on to uh, he passed the mantle of power on to his son, Azulon, who passed it on to Ozai. And that's where we catch up with the story. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fire Lord Ozai is the one that's in power and he. Um, he wants to just continue. You know what I like about Ozai is that he starts out like such a distant figure. He's just like the Fire Lord. He's a bad guy. But little by little, you see like these flashbacks and these stories where he's like uh, 
like willing to sacrifice his own son to get ahead or like he like has almost no regard for his wife and like he's making all these crazy decisions and like by the end of the series you kind of just like hate the guy you know and then i mean spoiler alert he ends up like trying to basically no okay never mind why not yeah i'm not gonna watch this show I mean, from what I've seen, like, there's there's very little character development. Like, everybody's the same character they start with. Um, like, the, who's the bad guy? The kid, the Fire Nation? He's not the bad guy. W- right, but you know he's he kind of the bad guy. Zuko. Well, well, you're presented as he's the bad guy, but you kind of know he's a good guy. And by the end, he's a good guy, well, right? Well, he was always intended to be uh, Aang's firebending teacher. Because Aang has to master all the elements before facing Who, off. Whose intent was that? The Fire King? No, the, the writers. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, that was always their intent. He was supposed to be his father. Um, Aang has to learn how to bend all the four elements. He has to master them before facing off with Ozai. Um, and he has like a year to do this. Whereas like all the other avatars. Have like, you know. So I, I would have to disagree with you. This show is among a lot of people's lists of just their all-time favorite shows. Um, specifically for the reason that it does include things that other shows that have much more adult themes have like strong character development well yeah yeah so like who i mean i my so, limited experience i don't so, okay ang katara Sokka. like and by, by the end of the season three is ang different than a four absolutely like how at first like he's uh, like 100 percent neglectful of being like he's avatar. running away from he's it he's running away from it he just wants to be a kid like he's sliding on penguins or whatever and not only that but like as he encounters people he ha- he's like met with this crushing decision of, you know, does he have, does he pick up the mantle and like look out for these people or is he, you know, he's kind of scared of the power that he has to begin with. And then there's this really interesting episode where he encounters like this guru and the guru tells him, he's like, if you really want to defeat Fire Lord Ozai, you have to be able to master the avatar state. And to do that, you have to let go of everything you love. That includes Katara. So you, over this time you see him grow into this role of avatar. Yeah. And he accepts it. Yeah. Well, he actually forges his own path, kind of, because the guru tells him, he's like, if you don't let go of everyone you love, then there's no way for you to master the Avatar state. But in, in the end, like, of course, like his support you know, ends up being like his strength. Yeah. So Aang, this, this little kid, he starts off as this kind of child that's still like discovering what it is in the world and, and what, his, what he wants his role to be in, um, you know, alongside the fact that he has this immense power that was just just kind of thrust upon him from one day to the next. He was a normal child, you know, racing with his little, on his little air orbs with his friends. And then the next day he has this insane responsibility. Um, so he wakes up a hundred years later. He sees this cute chick that's like 14 years old that rescues him and her older brother. They go on an adventure. Um, there's, there's such strong character development. Um, Katara, she has to make, difficult decisions there are points where she just has to stand up for herself as a woman um they get to the northern water tribe where um they won't train her because she's a girl right but the the avatar they that's kind of his first challenge where he has to master water bending from the northern tribe and the the guy who's supposed to teach them is kind of a chauvinist he's not really down with teaching girls but um, Katara is relentless and she just, she like challenges a master with like no, no skills whatsoever. Yeah. And she gets served. Yeah. Um, can we just talk about the action for a little bit? So the, the writers, the developers of this show, they wanted 
each style of bending of element bending to be very distinct so they actually used four different uh, martial arts disciplines um, I I forget which all of them are but for sure Tai Chi influence you can see that with the waterbenders and their movements Tai Chi's waterbending Northern Shaolin is firebending Hungar is earthbending and Baguazang is airbending yeah. and then like Toph had like her own praying mantis style because she learned Tough, tough was a beast. So yeah. they meet this. She's girl the blind one, right? Yes, yeah. she is the blind one. So she's they meet the only her a one that bit. doesn't really have character development, if anything, because she's kind of like dope in the beginning. Well, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's, she's the most consistent character. Yeah, like she's, she's just dope in the she beginning. She just starts off awesome. Dope in the middle. Dope in the end. Doesn't wear shoes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think what I was trying to say is that that I I, I feel like the story has like crazy potential, but it's it's a Nickelodeon show for like ten year olds, and, and if. It, like this next Wolverine movie is gonna be rated R, so like they're gonna be like directly straight out of the comic books what it, it was meant to be. I feel like if the writers had more freedom to not make it a kid show, I mean it could have been like a Lord of the Rings epic or like you know what I mean well, on you that know level. What? It came out during like the time that Harry Potter was blowing up, the Lord of the Rings was blowing up, so that's what Nickelodeon was looking for, like uh, something that has to do with lore, with like. Uh, yeah, and then that's what I say. Like, I see like huge, like the story seems cool. Like there's, there's all these different elements and the thing is, it doesn't need that. It doesn't. And need it wasn't. Like a, I don't think it was stifled. Yeah. Huh? No, it doesn't need like a guy getting decapitated. Like the no, action I, scene, I, the action scenes are great. Like the character, the character development. I so think you don't great. feel like any decisions made by the characters were kind of childish, like that didn't they really. They were kids. They weren't course. held. They weren't held. Okay, so it was it was from the kids' perspective, I guess. Okay, like, so right. there's a scene where like uh, there's this kid who gets attacked. And essentially, like, Katara asks him, he's like, are you going to be okay? And the guy says, yeah, I'm going to be fine. But Toph, who can basically tell if someone's lying from, like, their heartbeats, says, like, oh, he's lying. So that's, like, a writer's, like, kind of cue to let you know, hey, this kid just died because of the way he's getting attacked. There's also a scene where Katara has to confront the, the guy who murdered uh, her mom, which is, like, that's a really, like, deep interaction. And I know it's a kid's show, but, like, you can feel the tension. You can feel, like, when Katara has the guy's life in her hands, and chooses to spare him. There's yeah, like no, I, I agree. I, I don't mean to sound like the hater of this show. I just had to find something else besides this is the that. best show ever, mm -hmm. because like that—that's kind of all I found on the internet. And and I mean, it's a Nickelodeon show. Well, so it, I I want to shed some light on you and maybe someone else who hasn't really, you know, watched the show or heard too much about it. Because yes, it is a kids show, but I feel like it's just one of the most comprehensive um, storytelling experiences in terms of an animated show in general um it's kind of crazy how so there's a lot of like i mean so much like bambi is a great animated movie <laughs> i mean it, like you're comparing this right, to, to right. like, like i mean it's evocative right bambi when you see those scenes it may you know draw it may draw something out of you it may not i felt for me personally avatar the last airbender it had certain scenes that just hit those notes that had me laughing almost falling out of my chair laughing hysterically yeah you know maybe choking back some tears upset at certain you know storytelling directions but not in a bad way i'm just upset that you know it, it kind of like just like the real world like it just sucks that things are that way yeah i mean it resonated really strongly with me like there's this uh there's this like basically the like uh zuko and his uncle who's also his firebending teacher like they have this like really tense relationship where Zuko's like, 
I want to do this thing. And then his uncle's like, think about the thing that you want to do. And Zuko does the thing. No, I know. I, and I saw like There's seven episodes specifically with, with the uncle. Yeah. Who's, who's the Asian guy on Kar- 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 Karate Iroh. Kid? Is it the same guy? Mm, I don't think so. I, 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 I don't know. Morita, I think. Yeah, he was on Happy Days, right? The name of the voice actor for Uncle Iroh is like Mako. Oh, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, he actually, he passed away, right? He passed away during book two. Yeah, I, I didn't. And Anyways. maybe it was written for your generation, I guess. Yeah. Because like, like there were yeah. things I saw the uncle do that were like, what the hell? Like if like this, what? like it, they, they, not the level of parenting, but the level of decision making was really fluid. Like, if you're trying to take over things, holding hope for your nephew or your son, like it's time to move on, and make cold decisions versus emotional decisions. And those are adult yeah. decisions versus like I, I want to keep this story. But going you decisions. also find out that the the uncle used to be a great general, and he lost his son by sending him into battle into this great conquest where they're trying to like overtake Omashu. So like, the whole time Iroh's living with this pain of having lost his son, and you know Zuko is basically the closest thing that he has to his, to to his son, and like there's this like really intense dynamic between the two of them. Right. So he possibly like love that more than ruling over the fire nation well that question you well no he the truth the reason he chose not to rule over the fire nation was the loss of his son it wasn't zuko like after he lost his son he like came back at yeah that makes sense yeah. for like his decisions be more emotional mm-hmm. instead of like i'm trying to win this and what you what you brought up it um it's it's funny that you mentioned that you know it, it seems kind of up in the air um but if you actually go through the series not only is that specific thing that you mentioned about, you know, this thing kind of being really fluid with his uncle and, you know, making these grown-up decisions or, you know, harsh, cold decisions. It's addressed and it's resolved by the end of book three. I feel like they really kind of closed all the yeah. ends that they could by the end of the book. Like, if you have a question and and it ends up unresolved by the end of book three, that must have been, like, something... That's Do you guys know how many episodes? Like, was there like a thousand episodes? Or? No, I don't remember. No. I think it was like, I'll look it up. Like a hundred so, so the, I know the third season no. had 21 episodes. Okay, so it wasn't three books. It's not that long. Now, like uh, the uh, relationship with Zuko and Iroh, I think is the most profound in the series. Um, it starts out with Iroh being, or Zuko being stubborn, Iroh telling him do this, do that, you know, advising him. And then later on in the series, we find out that Iroh is like part of this secret society who's trying to bring balance to the world. And later on, like, uh, basically, Zuko betrays his uncle Iroh to team up with Azula to capture the Avatar. So Iroh ends up in jail. And Azula's um, Zuko's, Zuko's super badass, crazy, bat crazy <laughs> yeah. younger sister who's, like, really a badass. So Zuko betrays his uncle, and his uncle ends up in jail. And there's a scene where Zuko, like, he has regained his honor. He's back at home, and he comes up to Iroh's jail, like jail cell, and he's telling him, he's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I'm still in so much pain. Like, I hate this. Like, I'm so sorry because this happened. And the whole time, Iroh, like, just has his back turned to Zuko. Like, he won't look at him, and then Zuko's like, I know I'm so, messed uh, up. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but what I was saying was that, do you feel that, like, no, none of the adults believe in Aang? What do you mean? That, like, like, why? I mean, it's... I get that it's a child's quest, but there's the whole world is at stake, and it, it's from these like three kids. Like where there's adults helping them all the time. 
there's, wait, wait, there's so masters who, teaching them. There's like adults. So, so but no masters stay with uh-huh. Aang and like groom him into this thing. I, I I feel like he can learn more from these masters than from these kids. So here's here's what happens. Aang's journey is basically to fulfill his destiny as the Avatar. So part of that includes mastering the four elements, and of course you have to you know learn that. Right, so why doesn't all the nations get together and train the shit out of him of instead all, of like him first kicking? First of all, you can't have like a bender that's not a firebender just out traveling. Like that's not going to happen because there's fire nation The world has everywhere. been taken over already. Now, his, his whole travel is to find a master. So he goes up to the northern uh So like one by tribe. one, he has he, to gain first, The first book mm-hmm. is water, and he's trying to learn water. So he tries to learn from his master, but the master actually entrusts Katara to be a water, water bending master. Second book is Earth, where he's trying so, to find... So just what, why does he entrust his kid to help the Avatar? That's just... I don't know. Okay. That's not really a great answer. I don't know. No, I mean, maybe, I mean, it, it, maybe question, it, fl- it flows better with the story. But what I'm so, saying is is this master airbender sees the key to the to the free world at the right. time. And, yo, this, my, my, this girl can do it. He puts it in capable hands, though. They actually... they. Don't I, I don't understand how this girl is more capable than the master. She's well, not a master. He, like, trains, like, he trains them both. Yeah, and, he trains and them he both. Sees, and he sees her, he sees her by potential. the end of their training session as a master and entrusts the training. So, yeah, maybe I didn't see puts, the, puts the, the tra- adults. Puts a responsibility into her ha- capable hands. So then when he goes to the Earth Nation, who? How did, what happens there? Like, so they're looking for a master. Them. Another kid. Yeah. So why doesn't the Earth Master? What Earth Master? There's no Earth Master. He King. tries to he Aang like that's his first like priority. Go to the masters like the right right. Like, so that's what he's trying to do. Right, ideally mm-hmm. who he could get the most wisdom from, like the most experience, the person who would be ideally the best. But it ends up being that these kids are actually the ones who are like destined to be like he has a dream about Toph before he meets her. So it's all like kind of like written already that these are gonna be his masters. Like, for example, the firebending master, he goes fine. He goes to find, like, an old, like, fire general, and he tries to find, like, learn firebending from him, and this whole debacle happens where he accidentally burns Katara, so he swears off firebending. So, well, which doesn't make sense either because he needs to master it, but um, why doesn't the Wind Nation... What Wind Nation? The guy who trained him. The air nomads were yeah. all wiped out. The, the series what about starts the guy out that trained on a genocide. Does that not make sense to you, or does that? So is, the first master that, he went to was like a, that was a nonsensical decision. So the the first guy he goes to is the wind master, right? No, well, yeah, he, technically he, mastered, he already mastered wind. He, he mastered air wind nomad. Like so then he all goes to the water nation. Yeah, he goes to the water. And the water yeah. master is like, this girl can train you, right? But why doesn't the water nation follow him? Like basically, like did everybody should team up with him and get it done? Right. I, I don't understand. No, like, no, like, no. Like, you you think can't. Like, like the world's so, broken. I so feel the like the world broken. doesn't it's, it's take under, this problem serious. It's it's oppressed. Okay, so here's the thing. So there so is, instead of having one guy do it, why not have seven people help? Seven people. Help. Well, oh, right. Well, why don't? Why doesn't he go and build? He can't like, be Jesus, tra- you know, he when can't he be traveling him. around with like. A huge party. Why not? Because the Fire Nation is also looking for him. That's another. So the whole part world is being occupied like Nazi Germany by the Fire Nation. This is something I guess we have not made clear to you. After a hundred years, these guys succeeded. They the Fire yeah, Nation. Yeah, yeah. I'm just seeing because he, like he he has to take this nation down right. from what it seems and like. I'm, and I'm the best way to, to do that you. was like build an army. Like I okay. don't know if well, he can do it on his own if he doesn't have these skills. Eventually, yet. he does end up with an army, but to travel around, he can't do it with like a huge party. Yeah, all these questions you're posing, they're 
they're I'm sorry to say this because this doesn't really satisfy your curiosity right this second, but they're very comprehensively and beautifully explained and like we get to actually see these things play out with wonderful action scenes and yeah, no, I get it. If I watch the show, I have all these and answers. And cool but interactions. So, but let me let me try to jump in here a little bit to kind of clear things up. So, okay, the Fire Nation, a hundred years, they have been ruling the land. So everybody got scared. They basically made an example, you know. I guess without necessarily trying, that wasn't really their goal. They really were trying to ensure that the Avatar was suppressed. But they murdered an entire, you know, civilization. So. It's the Fire Nation, it's the Earth Kingdom, it's a monarchy, and then it's the Southern and Northern Water Tribes who are based off of, um, I guess, what what would you call them? The um, natives? People. Yeah, the natives of, of Antarctica. And then it would be the Air Nomads who are based off of Buddhist monks. They travel around, they're not really affixed to one necessary place. Well, they're not but tethered they're, to the Earth. They they all, yeah, yeah. I'm they just trying to relate to like, like when Aang's leaving these places after he's done training, they're just like farewell. It's not that he's done training, but like right. he has a year to like master all the elements from the beginning of the show till the so he has the to final confrontation. He has to go find his next master, and the process of him finding a master, he actually ends up with Toph and Zuko as teachers. So okay, so so that's maybe because he feels alone. He could defeat this whole Fire Nation instead of together. At one point, that is like that. That's his mindset. He's like, this burden is mine. I'm not gonna have anyone suffer for it. And he pays for it. Like, it doesn't work out for him. So afterwards, like, he does basically launch an attack with an army. And that doesn't I, I work mean, out either. I, I feel like like a lot of stories have a, a shittier way to go, but will get things done. For example, Lord of the Rings. If the owls take the ring to the volcano in 20 minutes, the movie's like, there's no need for six movies. The eagles? Yeah, the eagles. So, like, in this movie or this series, like, if Aang starts building this army up, I feel like it would have been a lot smoother, but he had to go through this personal journey. The twelve-year-old kid. Yeah, he's the avatar. Yeah, he's the avatar. Like he's also glows a twelve-year-old kid, and they believe him. No one else glows blue. Like when he visits cities, like his, like when he gets to Amashu, his first move is to like play around in like the train system. Like he's still a kid. Like he's not gonna have that mindset. Top. Hey, can we take a minute to talk about Toph? Yes. I love blind people. <laughs> I love them so much. Okay, so. Toph is awesome. She's this character, Avatar, obviously. Um, she's a badass. She's a fighter. Yeah, first time I seen her, she was just picking up earth and throwing it. Like, that seemed cool, you know? She can see through her feet. That's what? a pretty cool thing. Uh-huh. How does that even... Like Daredevil? He can see through hearing? Well, like her she hearing? She senses the vibrations in okay. the floor. Yeah. So it's more of a spatial cognition as opposed to visual scene. Absolutely. Because she's not, blind. It's not necessarily, a, yeah, what you said. She's black? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know that was. <laughs> I, I'm claiming her for the black people. She's I th- a sister. I thought, you heard it here first, guys. Because I saw the live action movie and I thought they were all white people. Okay, please, it. please never mention the live action movie. <laughs> Let's all be. Bro code, let's all pretend that live action movie <laughs> never happened. Shamalama Ding Dong stands by it. The village. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I actually liked the happening, okay? I did. I'm not gonna lie. 
owning it. Mark, Hold you on. Like the hat. Mark, Marky Mark was like <laughs> killed by grass. It was the awesome. smell of grass. It was so him. good. John Leguizamo was in it real quick the for a second before you he know like what? decided Honestly, to off himself. It was a cool setup and then a horrible execution. I don't know how you could properly execute the world developing pheromones that make you want to kill yourself. I, you Maybe know what? Better. You know what? It was similar to was a uh, uh, War of the Worlds. Like, this huge threat, and it turned out to be a really stupid, simple solution. Bacteria killed the aliens. When, if they're interstellar travelers, they should protect themselves against bacteria. Like, duh. They couldn't, maybe, I guess, because they were dumb. So, <laughs> if he's the last airbender, does that mean he dies? Yeah. Nah. Well, I mean, everyone dies eventually. I don't know. He has kids. I, you might be stuck in an ice cube. Well, he was for 100 years. So I have a question. Um, so Aang has this huge crush on Katara, right? So is it this is it this mature 12-year-old that has these strong feelings for this 14-year-old? Or is it this very immature 112-year-old <laughs> that has feelings for this 14-year-old? I think the answer would be the first question, the first one, because um, he, he was frozen. Like, he's 112 Earth years. But like Lionel and Thundercats, like he's he's like thirty years old physically, but like mentally he he hasn't aged. Or maybe he regressed a little. You don't know what that ice has done to his brain cells. Indeed. Truth bomb. So um yeah, it's weird though. He's like instantly infatuated with her, but I feel like the series turns it into like just from this kind of childish sense of love into something that seems kind of real but i'm still bothered by the fact that like a 12 or 13 year old is kissing like a 14 year old at the end and it's like nah that's no perfectly around. normal <laughs> Did I'm, like, you? I'm like we're the adults man they are kissing so other versions of the story required him to not have an um, uh romantic interest yeah um, there was a, a guru who no i'm talking about the 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 bible Jesus what? Christ. Bible? Jesus? <laughs> He's basically Jesus. And like Jesus like he could have had a romantic interest. He just couldn't well, not that he couldn't, but he, uh, he avoided I feel like you yeah. just denounced your religion. <laughs> he, oh. avoided, he avoided the lust. Oh. No, but I, I think that this is like a super self sacrificing role and giving him a romantic interest adds other devils or I don't know. What do you guys think? Um But right, so can he save this world and still have a wife? He did. Talking about Jesus or Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it, it wasn't. It didn't require him to sacrifice that much, I guess. It did. Like that was part of the story. That uh, he was supposed to like let go of all earthly like, right, and it, like, dude, like a hundred percent sacrifice, sacrifice, and him dying at the end is like that would be cool, but. This takes a different turn in that it's like a happily, happily ever after kind of story. Yeah, kind of. It's uh, it, it's just a story that comes around full circle. It just kind of starts in one place. So his his growth isn't driven by any loss. Like he loses nothing to he grow. He lost like his everything. whole people. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like what? Like no, no, he lost everything. He didn't just. But by him running away, he chose to lose. I'm confused. The thing is, okay, so if he hadn't run away. Uh, he could have gone into the Avatar state. He might have been able to fend off. The yeah, yeah. Nation. So he chose. To, he didn't really lose so anything. He sho- he's shouldering the genocide of the Air Nomads. 
Okay. Had a twelve year old. So he, so here's what happened. He and was, he he shows that guilt and like him going through that. And like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Not only that, he didn't learn everything at once. He was slowly discovering what he missed over those hundred years. He's yeah, like, yeah. I'm I'm just saying if it comes at a cost, and, and oh, usually that yeah. cost is some great loss yeah. or some. Okay, so some, you know what I mean? There's a there's so he was raised uh, an air nomad. Uh, he was basically raised to respect all life. Um, he's a vegetarian, but his mission is to kill the fire lord. So there's this like huge struggle between. His morals restore balance and like, him having to kill the fire lord. So he's oh, like, so, so specifically decision? kill specifically kill the fire lord when it goes completely against everything he was taught. That's weird because that that deviates from this Eastern philosophy again. Like, why isn't his role just to reserve balance or well, restore that's, balance? That's how that's, because there's peaceful ways to do things. Well, that's his there's mission, not, but they 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 were running under limited. I guess you could say an assumption of limited options. Because uh, that's just the way the writer set it up, is that the best option that everybody saw where whenever they tried to devise a plan was ended up with Aang having to face the Fire Lord in this grand confrontation that, of course, for, you know, the good guys to win had to end in his demise. So other avatars are, like, cool with just wiping out a people. There's, there's like, bloodthirsty avatars. There's avatars who are, like, Aang. Like he uh he has meditation like uh like moments of meditation where he visits his past lives Winter and he solstice. asks them he's like you know what do I like is it okay for me to kill them and previous avatars tell him this is a choice that you have to make being an avatar means that you have to like shoulder these decisions okay so, so yeah uh, cool oh. so would it, it would it be completely out of character for him being a vegetarian and everything for I mean, being this all-powerful avatar to, to take this person, restore balance, put him in some temple, and spend his life re-educating this person. That seems like a more path he's going instead of, like, I'm going to murder you and eat grass as a vegetarian. Because I don't want to murder a cow, but I'm going to murder you. Exactly. But the thing is, okay, so murdering a cow because you want to eat it is not the same as getting, like, rid of, like... But, no, I'm just trying tyrant. to follow his ideology in, in, in that, like... The I, thing in, in, for Aang doesn't want to kill like that's the struggle like he's so like, naturally he, he wants to follow that like he yeah. wants to find a peaceful it, solution he's like trying really hard to find a different solution but everywhere he turns even like past versions of himself everybody's telling him like killing him is the way to do it do oh it. is that that dragon yeah dragon. that's that's roku's dragon that's previous avatar that's spirit it. world guy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. he finds in a cave spirit world spirit world's pretty dope Oh. They don't visit that too much. They don't. Do they even visit it at all? Yeah. Oh, you know what else confused the shit out of me? So, the second book, Korra. Right? Oh, so we're talking about Korra now. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, okay. I, in my recent. Korra, like, kind of ruins some of, like, anyways, yeah. No, I. I so, in my learning of this subject, like, in the in the legend of Korra, like, there's a huge contradiction on, on how the first benders came from the Lion Turtle Village. Yep. Where. In the Avatar: The Last Airbender, it was two lovers from enemy villages who kind of fell in love. That's not how bending came about. No, no, I'm talking about the Avatar position. The Avatar. So in from earth bending or earth bending and badger moles. Yeah. So in Avatar: The Last Airbenders, the lore is that um, there's the original benders where people learn how to bend from. So water benders learn how to bend from the moon. Earth benders learn how to bend from uh, badger moles. Fire benders from dragons. And airbenders from the um, sky, bison? sky bisons, 
and that's a really cool that's yeah like, that's really that's so did, did they lose that connection wherever they're at now huh so like they these guys don't talk to the moon anymore well, but it was passed down they would watch the the moons like push and pull the waves and from that they learned right right but themselves. in an ancient time they had a closer relationship with these things right right Dope. yeah that sounds really cool so Spirits, yeah. yeah now enter cora they gave it like a tangible like you know specific definition they the lion they turtles the gave them the bending which i think when you explain something it takes away some of like well n okay so you're saying it was vague mystery, but then yeah. well i found um clear definitions in both where there was two lovers from the badger mole and the other thing in the first book that's just how the city of mashu got its name like that's all that is okay it was oma and shu and they would like dig these tunnels and they would like meet up because they couldn't yeah so why else did you guys not like the the Korra book I, the only inconsistency in my like 10 minutes of looking at this was the the story of like where the avatar came from but you guys didn't like the second book um, i didn't like cora too much as an avatar to be honest like i think right uh, and and what her relationship to ang is she's ang <laughs> oh know, she they is were only aang. supposed to have one season of that as well yeah it was supposed to be that close arc where she defeated those waterbenders that were taking away everyone's bending abilities yeah and it, it seemed that way. It was it was a strong season finale where she, you know, was herself stifled but somehow defeated like this this immovable obstacle that was in her young life as an avatar. Um, then the story moved on from there to, you know, give us a little more content, which I appreciate, and fill out the backstory, which was good. Um, but I don't know, it created certain conflicts that I don't know Avatar was so so good like the original Avatar was so good it's just that it created stuff that couldn't okay, be so, cleanly so. like put away the way they did Avatar it, it was just something have you ever seen someone pack a suitcase like there are people that pack a suitcase and there are people that can like make an art form out of it like that thing looks beautiful you got space for like a couch when another person is, is like cramming it in and is gonna have to sit on top of the suitcase for it to close. So that's kind of how I feel Avatar was, just this beautiful, masterful, everything's folded up in a nice place, closed suitcase, whereas Korra was this, just a little bit messy. There's a few things unfolded. So as a fan, since, um, do you feel that, that if it ended with Aang, that would be fine with you? Yeah. So so it was kind of like the American consumer machine that saw uh, this money-making product and pushed it further than it needed to go. Mm -hmm. If it if it ended at at the end of Avatar, I I guess I wouldn't know to be unsatisfied. Well, they didn't I, I get what you're saying. That they were gonna do anything else. You know what I mean? It, is that as a fan, you always want more, but to keep something like to close a book can be way more powerful than to extend a book so much that it loses its impact. Mm -hmm. And, and it sounds like you're saying that, that Cora lost its powerfulness of the story. You know, I would say after season one, if they ended it on season one, it gave us just enough details to be very satisfied with the original avatar story because, you know, it did leave us wondering, you know, what would become of Toph? What would become of Toph stays the same, by the Sokka. way. All the Toph, way. like so from consistent. the beginning, she's like introduced as a child. She's the same character 
as like an old lady, except she's a legend <laughs> throughout the world. She's a, just a boss. Yeah, which I mean, there's those some characters are great like that. They don't need to change. They yeah. they well, they yeah. fill a role that's needed. Right. I just feel like Korra kind of detracts from the Last Airbender. Like it explain like so before when it was an Avatar, it was just like this being who was kind of the bridge between the spirit world and the physical world, and they could like tap into all their past lives, and they're kind of like the incarnation of like you know, balance and the characters like uh that you know when it says like on the intro earth water fire air or like whatever order it is that like the characters translate into the spiritual medium who has ascended upon the world so it was like this ethereal like thing and then enter Korra it ender it ends up being that it's like uh just like a light spirit who fused with the human and now they reincarnate so okay maybe turn that around maybe they did a prequel series on a, a previous avatar do you think that would have been cool they did it on the first avatar they, they did it yeah they did like how the avatar begins what series is that it's two episodes in the legend of Korra. it's called origins i think and then they, they jump back to the forward time, the uh, present what's, time. What's his name? His name is Juan. Right, but what I'm saying is is you didn't like the progression of where the Avatar went and became this really deluded thing. Maybe if it went back and focused on this powerful thing, you guys would like I that? I just don't like how it went from being something like, I don't know, like so strong, almost unexplainable like and mysterious like and mysterious wonderful. to like so explained. So and concrete, so yeah. cold, so factual. It, it, it took away our ability to leave it up to the imagination. I'm sure you've had a, it cheaper. Have you had a girl that you've just had a crush on and she's just like the best thing on the planet until you actually start spending a little time with her and you <laughs> like realize she that always you're, like a bugger you're, a little bit, you're a little bit bothered by her nose. Or so, all right, let me ask silly. another question. Was you were 15 when you saw the first episode? Sure. And you're 20 when you saw Korra? What would you? What was it? I don't know how old. You were. I don't know. Court aired like what three years ago? Twenty. So you're like twenty four or whatever. I don't sure. know. So. It aired in twenty eleven, and then twenty thirteen or fourteen. No, it, yeah, it ended in twenty. So there's like a a sizable gap in your perspective. Yeah. So maybe I felt the same way about Cora, that. Or about, about the last Airbender that we feel about Korra. Right. Do, do you think that now that you're older, you see things like, damn, this is kind of like, I, I can't verbalize that face I'm making. <laughs> no. So is your perspective, like, like, because you I were 15 what, when you watched it, I and you're like, you're oh. Saying. I get what you're saying, but also you have to understand that when we watch Korra, we're watching a continuation of The Last Airbender. Right. With all the hopes and dreams of a 15-year-old riding on it. Right. No, not just that. Like, it's. Overall, I think The Last Airbender is better. All the hopes and dreams of a 50-year-old who has been just thoroughly spoiled with a wonderful story. Yeah, that's worse. Like, that's worse. No, it's way worse. It's like you have all these expectations. And to be honest, like I said, I feel like the first season really carried the legacy well. It was when they decided to continue on and did not have concrete, set-in-stone plans to do so when things naturally started to go a little bit south. Plus, you know, like, Korra kind of had four enemies that she went through. And, like, yeah, it ended up, like, her having to, like, deal with the harmonic convergence or whatever. 
but the whole series in and of itself had like different episodes with different villains but avatar the last airbender had this like grand goal it was carried through the whole series so i think that gave it like this real sense of urgency by the time we were done yeah it sounds like there was this not only that but there was like this elegancy in the writing of the series with a a complete circle like you were saying matt of like start to finish start to finish start to finish where cora didn't really have as much of a purpose i guess she she did but it, it was it was just different and and it wasn't as strong as a drive for I also, feel what they set up for Aang. Yeah, like in the world where Aang is, like he's bringing hope back to the people. Like the people who encounter the Avatar, they're like, "Oh my God, he's here to restore balance." Whereas in the Legend of Korra, people are like over it. They're like, "We don't need you. Like we got this." Yeah, so like the world was. She's you know, rejected as the Avatar. Industrialized as yeah. well. It was like very well. The cars were invented by the time Korra was that. There were like cars. A, yeah, it was a yeah. hundred years. Somehow, somehow, a hundred years after the events of Avatar, and I believe Qatar is the only one that's still she's alive. Still well, alive. no, Toph is still alive. Oh, that guy, Toph. She's lived forever. That's really weird because, like, Fire Nation is, like, all about machines, and Avatar hates machines. So is the Earth Nation, dude. Well, it was it was progressive. They wanted to... Well, okay, you know well, okay. like, Aang seemed really not progressive. He wanted to go fire, back to nature. You know how the like. Fire Nation yeah, yeah, yeah. has the blimps? Yeah, yeah. They stole that from the Earth Nation engineers. Right, but what about the battleships? The battleships? Do you know what I mean? It, it, from what I got is that like Fire Nation is trying to push this into the industrial revolution. Yeah, and Aang is like, no, we gotta eat grass. No, well, it, well he wasn't enough. even mature enough to really think about that. Like Roku was. Roku may have been and may have had his personal qualms about it, but I feel like Roku's main aim for stopping Ozai or Sozin was not because of like you know technological advancement but the manner in which it was brought about he didn't want people being oppressed i mean Aang wasn't any against progress reason. like he set up republic city which is supposed to be like this uh this like central hub of like culture and innovation chin strap ang huh chin strap ang yeah chin strap ang so maybe it wasn't ang against the fire nation it was ang against the idealism of those that group in the fire nation mm-hmm. because there could have been a cool fire nation Right. What do you mean? That like, did they were they were fine, they were they were good. But until this leader with their its ideals came and pushed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's also like book three is fire, and basically it the is. kids like really they is. uh, they uh, they like become part of the fire nation in the sense that they hide inside the fire nation to learn firebending. And they get a, sen- a taste of the culture, like the firebending culture, and they run into all these people, and they're like, "Oh, like they're just." Yeah, that explains a lot, cause I, I I kept hearing like it's Aang against the Fire Nation, but it's not no. the nation. It's that idealism, that's that's taken over. Right. So I I, I want to ask you guys as fans, like, can this be done as a movie? Can it be done? Like honestly, like not there's there's M. a M. lot Night of Shyamalan. things. That's right, sure. right, for sure. But <laughs> have mercy, that was a. But, I mean, if it was a live-action movie, would that be cool to you guys? Or would you guys, like, not be into that? If of they course. did it right, maybe? Of course. Well, it's, like, the whole thing. Like, everybody who reads the book before the movie, they always come out of, like, watching the movie. The 90% book of the better. time, the book, book was, was better. better. book was better. Right, with any book, right? So there's going to be yeah, a thousand yeah, yeah. details that the film's not going to get. But you can capture the well, heart of it. Exactly, dude. The heart of it. Yeah, that's... But CG's dope. Well, here's CG's the dope. thing. Here's, here's, here's my take on that. If they do something really cool... Like some YouTube shorts, 
that have been done for I would say Mortal Kombat. You know, some uh, cool you're stuff selling yourself short, man. Why not go for fire? a full production? Well, here's the thing with the full production: they went for it and they completely did not hit the mark. You see, Ninja Turtles, they turned that from a show into a movie, and I feel like that. You know, it wasn't terribly great, but it wasn't terribly terrible. Avatar: The Last Airbender as a movie directed by M Night Shyamalan was it was atrocious it was it was like disrespectful it was you I, know what's what i hated the most honestly i know Suka. like I, I know like it was ong and suka like the characters were terrible and it's borderline racist but like they messed up the bending you know what i mean like like in, what like, like in avatar the last airbender like your element is like an extension of you so mm-hmm. if you wave your arm a certain way like the, the water is going to move yeah. is going to move with you you know what i mean or like it's it's just an extension of like what you're doing Versus in the movie, they have, like, these huge, like, they have a scene where there's, like, I think, like, seven Earthbenders doing, like, 18 moves, and all it does is pick a like boulder rock forward. slowly, you know? It's oh. like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I hate that. It's like if you gave your, like, mom or dad the material. And that's and, the like, worst part. To I told movie. My parents, they come up to me, and they're like, have you seen that the Avatar Last Ender movie? It's so Good. Oh I'm no! Like, no! I hated it. Oh no! And they're like, "Did you see the special effects?" <laughs> Pokemans. Like, uh, Did you see the Pokemans? Dang. It was so. It, it was just. I, I think we're living in like a strange time where we're getting the movies we want, but they're through the perspective of idiots. <laughs> right, or Snyder's, or whoever else. That but that's not terrible though. Like Avatar: The Last Airbender was like the reasons why. I feel like these, the industry may be struggling, or the industry has struggles at all. Is because projects like this somehow make it. I, I mean, Superman vs. Batman was made, like, and it only made money because it had the name Superman and Batman in it. People didn't like it. They strongly disliked it. Like you, you took these characters and just raped them. Did you? But did you feel how? Okay, I guess you did feel Rape. disrespected. How? disrespectful. No, I, I get that emotional attachment to a character. I, I mean, for Bat, you, you get the idea that Batman is somewhat psychotic, but for him to go around with a cigarette lighter burning people was just like, what the hell, man? Like, it's a lot. I, I mean, Superman legit didn't really save anybody. Like, his focus was on his girlfriend. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel a complete detachment mom. from the origin like of the character. Like, Martha. Yeah, that's another thing. You know what? The, yeah, it was bad. Well, so no, I get what you're saying. But but we're at the point, like in the movie industry, I guess, where we're getting the movies we want, like especially with Marvel. Like you're getting mashups. Like Ragnarok is gonna be a combination of Planet Hulk and Ragnarok. That's oh, dope. Really? Like cool. Logan is supposed to be X twenty three plus old man Logan. Hopefully, I mean we'll see. You oh. know, my friend, my friend actually talked. I had a conversation um, with him about this. He's not really into the comics book side of things. And, you know, he told me that, you know, these movies, they're not adaptations. They're their own stories, even if they're, like, That's a really called good point, the same yeah. thing. And it, it's cringeworthy for, for Well, here's the thing. It, the is that, like, my version... Just move, basically, like, moving comic book pictures. You don't want them to change things because that's why you love the story. Or sometimes, you know, you didn't love the story, but it, it is how it is, and it has been for however many years it's been waiting for these people to try to make, like, hundreds of millions of dollars on it no i i completely agree and i think it's the the change of a character which is good or bad i mean you can say cringeworthy but like 
I see Wolverine as like a four and a half foot tall, like hairy dude who like barely speaks. And Hugh Jackman like is a skinny guy that's like five, seven or something like, and he plays him okay, but he's not like a savage. Like he's not Wolverine like to me, but there's a whole generation that grew up with seeing him as Wolverine. So whatever the next adaptation of this character is like, they will compare him to Hugh Jackman. And, and absolutely the next generation, it, it kind of, takes so, away the definition for well it's kind of like my parents saying that avatar the last serpent was a nice film yeah where it's like offensive to me you know what i mean right like, you're always gonna have this connection to what you know what you think it should be versus what's being given what so um th- this was our talk on avatar i feel like we got a lot of good points across um i would encourage you guys if you haven't checked it out to please Gay. i mean it's available on itunes <laughs> Well, what's on iTunes? What's on iTunes? Avatar The Last Airbender. Sucks. <laughs> sucks. No, suck. but this show is also on iTunes. So oh, please check yeah. that out. Don't do that. Do anything but that. Don't check out this show. I can't wait to put like air horns and cumbia in the back. Whoa, whoa, whoa.